Now, what do you think we should say right now that we're going to do next year? Um, We're going to be on the main Essence stage next year. We'll be back at BET next year in a bigger way. Then you'll be open. The venue will be open. We're going to do articles and stories about us because we're going to impact the neighborhood. We're going to impact the neighborhood. So we'll be written up in major, you know, publications. Yeah, news for sure. We're going to have news features. Wow. We're doing something amazing. And it showed me, too, that you never know who's watching you. Because right. I still don't know who put in that recommendation. Mm. I still don't know who... Who just decided to say, and maybe it was the person that sent the email. And you know what? I'm going to reply to the lady and say, hey, did you recommend us? Somebody on the BET staff has been watching us for a while. Mm -hmm. And they decided to throw our name in the hat. Hopefully you all uh, don't mind focusing on impressing the people who are watching you silently. That's that's one of my driving factors. I know it's somebody in these offices. In my mind, the people on this wall, they see what's happening. Mm -hmm. They know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne knows me. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Welcome to another edition of the Social Brew Podcast. My name is David Shans. And I'm here with. Come on, I got you. Okay. I'm here with Donnie Wiggins. Was that all you had to say right there? Well, because usually I'd be like, and I'm Donnie Wiggins. And also I say that part. So I was thrown off just a little bit. But I am Donnie Wiggins, your favorite business coach. That's a fact, man. Yes. We are out here. Do me a favor. Close both of those doors if you don't mind. Um, we are uh, here with another ravishing episode to help entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur. Is it entrepreneurship? <coughs> entrepreneurship is not easy. I have been coughing. What is going on today? <coughs> I don't know. I've been coughing. Um, entrepreneurship is not easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy, but rewarding for sure. Very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought at one point I would be an entrepreneur that tried to be a successful entrepreneur his whole life and it never worked. You thought at one point you would be an entrepreneur that tried to be an entrepreneur that never got tried success. to be a successful entrepreneur and was never successful. Like you just try and try and try and try and fail and fail and fail and fail. Mm-hmm. And I just had this vision that it would never work out for me. But I would say it. I would. I would. I would give my. You know my. It's got to work or it's got to work. Yeah. Or I give my. Um, I know if I just keep pushing, it's going to work out. But deep down inside. <laughs> I really thought to myself that there is a cheat code to success and only certain people are allowed to have it. Hmm. And then I go into my spiritual mode of some people aren't designed to have success. And maybe this isn't what uh, I'm supposed to have for my life. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the phase of, well, money's not all that important anyway. Mm -hmm. And these are all the things that were going on through my journey of uh, entrepreneurship. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So I always knew I would be successful. But what successful looked like for me in the beginning was very different than what success looks like now. Explain that. So at first, success only looked like just having the ability to work and not have to go to somebody else's job. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to replace my full-time income. I didn't even need to replace my full-time income, honestly. I just needed my business to make enough money to pay my bills. And um, when that started to happen, I honestly thought that was success. And I was going to be fine with that. It was going to be like, you know, at this time I'm referencing my clothing stores and I was just going to be like the neighborhood clothing store on the block. And then, you know, you have one emergency that happens just like a a job and you realize, oh, I need 
okay, I need to make at least a thousand dollars more than, you know, what it, what it takes to cover my bills. But then as time would go on, it's like six figures is the goal. And then multiple six figures is the goal. I didn't know that I would ever make seven figures. I just always knew I would be successful. But even with that, do you feel successful right now? Um, I don't know that I feel accomplished more than successful. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning I have a list of goals that are written down in several places and I'm checking things off the list. I'm accomplishing things, but do I feel successful? What does successful feel like? I don't know. Some, I, I think when we say we're like, obviously in a, I'll say, you know, I'm a successful podcaster, right? I'll say that, but I think success may be based on what other people will call it. Yeah, I don't know that I reference my success as self. Like if I'm if I am announcing myself or introducing myself, I don't say, "Oh yeah, I'm a successful business coach." I may say, "I'm a business coach." Or an ad, you would have to kind of. I run a um, successful seven-figure business. So it, there's a difference between <laughs> me running a successful coaching agency and me saying that I'm successful. So I may say that, right? Um, I'm I'm your favorite business coach because in many rooms I am. But successful, I think, is one of those things. I mean, the, the fact is we're successful, right? We're successful by what society defines success as. But being in the position, right, um, it's no different than saying somebody is beautiful. Like from the outside looking in, like, wow, you're beautiful, and people say it about me all the time, but then I, I pick at myself. I'm like, my edges don't lay straight. My face breaks out all the time. Like, you see this beauty that I don't feel, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, society still thinks it's beauty. I think it's the same thing with success. Um, other people see us, and I, maybe because they desire it, um, but other people see us way more successful than I believe that we feel. And it's also because you've likely set another goal and you know how far you are away from that goal mm. right now. So you don't feel really successful. You feel accomplished. So is success a myth? I think success is a constant moving target. Yeah. But it's, it's like almost like, I don't know. And maybe maybe it's just me and you, right? And like maybe there are some people in the world that feel successful. Because mm. I can't say successful. Okay. You go out of, like in certain areas, if you go to college and you graduate college and you get a job in your field, they will call you what? Successful. Oh, yo, that's the one that made it. The person that's the one that made it often doesn't feel like they made it because the money that they thought they, oh, I get a $60,000 a year job at a college, that's going to be lit. As an 18, 19-year-old person, you're like, yo, that's success. But then you get that money and you realize that you have certain spending habits or whatever, and it just doesn't feel successful. You know, at the same time, though, I can think of a few people that I know that absolutely walk around and feel very successful. They feel very successful. But the two people that I'm thinking about right now are in corporate and they're both attorneys. They both made partner at their individual law firms. And that is like the metric in yeah. the legal space. If you're working at another firm is to one day make partner and have your name on that wall. Yeah. So could it be that you're not feeling successful because there's no title, there's no top category. Like, who defines what our ceiling is, right? Yeah. 
in that space, becoming a partner is the ceiling. And then after that, the next thing would be to start your own firm. Right. But I, I think even the feeling of success, yes, from from that perspective, yes. But what if you're single and really desire to mar- be married and they're like, yo, I feel like I'll never be married. Or you are married and it just feels like the wrong relationship. Or you're just depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, def- you just never know what somebody's going through. But one thing I do know about everybody is that everybody is going through something for sure that they wish they would fix and they're not going to feel successful until they fix that thing. But when they fix that thing, something mm-hmm. else is coming. Is the opposite of success failure? Yes. Is that the opposite? Yeah. I think the definition <laughs> of success is to accomplish something. Like if you say I have this goal and you accomplish it, you successfully accomplish that goal, but more the feeling of success have you ever accomplished some, accomplished something and you thought it was going to feel way, way different? Or you feel good for a moment, but then you realize, wow, there's more. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I, I think one of my major issues is. <laughs> I, um, I'll accomplish something, but then I'll get myself into something else. So we, are, we have businesses, right? Uh-huh. And the business does great. But what do we go do? We take all our money and we put it into something else. Mm-hmm. And then we're in this period of no money and frustration and stress trying to build this thing. We That's got this why you're building. not feeling successful right now. Oh, my God. We just offloaded multiple six figures. Right. And it's like, yeah. And <clears throat> even if you're at the top of your game, you're like, ah, there's so much more. Yeah. And then the more comes with less money, more time, more energy. And it's this constant cycle. So successful um, words that are synonyms for it are happy, lucrative, prosperous, uh, strong, wealthy, fortunate. <clears throat> Failure is. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Not um, an antonym for success, though. Unsuccessful, bad, hopeless, poor. It's the feeling. It's the emotion of success. And I think right now, you know, I spent a lot of time last year not feeling successful. I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't really operating in the space that I wanted to be operating in inside my own business. Like I had practically gave it all away. So that didn't feel successful. I think I think you have to figure out what your formula for success is. And that might be different. Like what society and other people call you base your success off of is very different from what you base your own success off of. Mm -hmm. And so you have to figure out your own formula for that. That makes you like right now I am living my best life. I am feeling very happy. I'm feeling very accomplished, Um, successful. I am successful. And there are moments that I feel successful, but I know what's on the vision board. And I know that I'm so far away from it. And I also know that I look at some of my goals and my ideas sometimes, and they're so big that it's like, I'll never get it done. I'll never be able to accomplish this. Well, at one point, I thought I would never make seven figures, right? And then that happened. So I just kind of borrowed the belief of what had happened in my past, (laughs) (laughs) knowing that if I did it then, I'm going to do, I can do this too. But the reality of this being in the moment, like we really did just invest a lot of money And um, I think I felt more successful when I had access to a whole lot more money, Mm. like liquid available. Right. Um, That makes you feel more successful because I like looking in my bank account and I like saying, oh, wow, we're straight for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And why can't we just do that? Just be straight for a long time instead of taking the money and reinvesting back into something where it's just, it's just this constant up and down. So we got the quote back from, so we're like, okay, great. Got the building. How many of you know that um, there are surprises and challenges <laughs> that we just couldn't, we couldn't prepare for? 
Well, those are all happening now. Surprise. <laughs> oh, surprise. <laughs> so we're going to get the fence with a security part in the back. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, we get the fence company to come out. They're like, oh, well, this is going to be the price for the fence. Cool, no problem. But for the security part, <laughs> you can't have any any trees touching the fence. We've got a forest, a forest. surrounding our building. Mm-hmm. So we got to rem- it's going to be so much removal to get the fence, but we can't really open this type of business without a fence. We can open it with a fence, but we can't do it without the security part. Mm-hmm. So, man, that that doesn't feel that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. We started getting quotes back from the architect. Yeah. Architect says for the plans and the drawing. Guess how much? Just take a guess. Just, Just for the them plans. to draw out the floor plan. What do you think? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. What you got? Twenty five thousand. How much did they quote us? It was over a hundred thousand. A hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'll punch on your face. <laughs> That's all I want this. I was going, I'll, I'll punch you right in your face. It was a hundred and fifty thousand just to draw our like just for us to say we want rooms here, we want that, 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 that. and for them to because an architect has to submit the plan to the city and they know that, right? A hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to remove so, you know, you buy the building, it had been vandalized. So the previous owners had left like some bookshelving behind and the, you know, the tile ceiling and stuff was damaged. So that had to be removed. And there were only maybe six walls up in the whole dang on space. Right. But all those had to come down. What do you think they charged us to just completely wipe everything out on the inside? <laughs> like, what do you think we were quoted just to wipe everything out on the inside? Just to trash removal, remove yeah. some walls. Take those tiles down. Throw that away. Yeah, what, 50, over 50, over 100. 7,500. 3,500. 300. $300? Yeah. 1,000. Oh, my God. No, we would have sold that building. Right. <laughs> yeah, to go in there and, like, take the walls down. What The, the highest quote was, like, 45000 $45,000 was the highest quote. Yo, we was like, yo, Donnie, listen. I could take that wall down. <laughs> yes. If you could take that one down. If you could get that down, <laughs> get those gloves that don't let anything penetrate. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then there was this this company that came back at a $6,000 bid, right? You got the job. You got the job. Hired. Hired. <laughs> so, okay, it's going to be $6,000. Well. <laughs> take this bread. Take this bread. But with that $6,000, it did not include the bins that they need to put the trash in. Oh, yeah. And so we're thinking a bin a day, right? It was like two or three bins a day. Bro, it was eight bit, eight or 10 at $550. First off, we're in the wrong business. They have this, they have this garbage bin, like where you like a dumpster. They drop the dumpster off as $550. You fill it up. They come and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then you want to, you need another one? Another $550. But they take the bin with them when they leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, why can't we get some bins? You borrow it, give yes. me 500, we take it back and give it to somebody else. But it's golly. So that's our realtor is assisting kind of as project manager. Just like well. Ramon Tooks, my guy. And we're in a group chat. And every morning we wake up and he's like, hey, we need another bin dropped off today. Yep, hey, we need more. two bins dropped off today. Dave's like, where's the second bin going to go? Yo, I laughed so hard in the chat. You said, yo, these 550s are adding up, my guy. Oh, bro. <laughs> yo, no, he said something like, yo, we need a bin. He said two would be great. I said, we're going to do one. We're going to do one. 
Dave's like, how many? He's like, you know, we could probably make it work with one, but let's just, two would be great. We're going to do one. We're about to try to make it work with one. Now, let me ask you this. Electricity. There's no electricity in the building, right? Imagine you purchase a building and you got to get some electricity. How much do you guys think it costs to get electricity turned on in this commercial building? What are you thinking? Thoughts? 2500 2500 $10,000. $10,000? $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10,
And for the crazy people like you and I, you got to go after it or you're not going to fulfill, be feel fulfilled your whole yeah. life. And so then you have to ask yourself, is ambition worth it? Like when we are, you know, looking for someone else to date and we have all these prerequisites, like I want a man or I want a woman who is this and this. Oh, and they got to be ambitious. Mm -hmm. Ambition can keep you broke for a while, for a long 100%. while. Ambition can keep you stressed out for a long while. Ambition can keep you really busy for a long while. And so you, you have to ask yourself, is ambition really worth it to you? Like, is the risk greater than, is the reward greater than the risk? Yeah, here's the right. question that I asked on one of my posts. Let's say you have children, small children, and you haven't accomplished this financial success that you desire. Do you front load the work, activity, and risk some of those formidable years? Is it formidable? Formative. Formative? Years of your child where you got this baby, but... People say, yo, when you have kids, it make you go harder. Well, do you go harder and miss those first few years that you'll never, ever get back? You want to miss the first steps? Me and Dre are sitting in the room yesterday, saw him seven months, and he's he's been like, he'll stand up on stuff, grab stuff, or he'll stand up and like just kind of fall down, but he stood up for like eight seconds mm. on his own, and we're like, oh my gosh. Dre's like, get the phone, get the phone, get the phone. We're recording it, and at that moment, I said, whoa, I was here. Yeah. I was here. I saw it. Yeah. And that felt so good for me. Yeah. Right. But the question remains is, do you miss all of that stuff and go after it? So maybe by the time the kid is 10, 12, you they're, they're at a point where you can provide for them and you can teach them and maybe you can spend more time with them now, but you kind of forfeit those first years or you front load them with love and you spend as much time with your kids as possible. And maybe after they get out of the out of the house 18 years later, then you go hard. Mm. But then you can't really provide for the child the way you want to or create experiences. So what, what would be your answer? I don't know that there's a this or that. I think there is. I lived it, right? Um, and though we did struggle, <laughs> we definitely struggled. We didn't struggle because of my ambition. We struggled because of my lack of information, mm. specifically around money, right? Mm. I didn't grow up in a situation where we were dirt poor. I earned that on my own. Um, but I believe that. So Deja, my daughter, came with me to everything, like every meeting, everything. So I made it very clear and I created a business model that would allow me to also be a full time mom and not miss moments. Yeah. I was missing more moments while I was working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I was missing more of her moments. Like I remember having to ask to go to like her fifth grade graduation. And I said, never again. And not only did I have to ask to go, it was a, I'll get back to you and let me, and let you know, let me check the schedule. No, we're not doing that. We're done. Right. <laughs> so it was always my goal to create something since she was a little girl. you know, since she was a baby, I had been trying to do stuff. It just started to hit, you know, closer to when she was eight to 10 years old. But I feel like maybe you have to sacrifice what you're doing out of it, like if you want to be a present parent, but you also want to provide, maybe you can't immediately right now jump into that big idea that requires that you're traveling all the time and unavailable and closed door. Maybe you have to just do an <laughs> idea that allows you to be present and provide at the same time. Like you may have to, I would rather, and I did, I rather to sacrifice 
the concept than I was the parenting, but I wasn't willing to sacrifice the mission. Yeah, for sure. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, th- I think you can create a balance. I, I think a lot of people are um, leaning towards one direction, though. You know what I mean? Like, some there are some people that just give up their dream just to raise their kids for that. For way. sure. And, 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 and for, for me, sometimes, I can be with my kids, but that doesn't mean I'm present. Mm-hmm. I can bring them around, but I'm not... I'm not present with them. Yeah, they're in front right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're (laughs) they're in front, just doing whatever they do. So I I like what you said. Like, I'm just going to bring, if I'm going to go after it, I'm at least going to be with my baby. Yeah, she had to come. I mean, she was strapped in the little carrier. She was in the car seat. Now, my daughter was also a very well-behaved child, so it made it very easy for me to bring her along. Mm. But as she started to get older, as she started to move around and talk and walk, like I gave her assignments. And that's why when I started in this space of coaching, I worked with with women who were moms and wives Um, Because you understand. Because I understood and I could look at a situation and say, mom, there's there's so much more of an easier way to do that than you're doing that. Like you don't have to be running around chasing kids and trying to do a business meeting at the same time. Let's parent and teach our kids. Let's understand our kids. And, you know, and, and it was really a thing like I had to teach Dej. We can't run around the restaurant right now. Mommy is in a meeting. These are the things that you do when we're in the restaurant. And you literally start to teach them in real time, you know, how to do these things. And we have to be better prepared when we're parents, you know, because the kids do get antsy and they do want to get up. They do want to move around. Well, when you're moving around, here are the things that you could do. So, you know, I would pick restaurants that were very kid friendly to have meetings. I remember she had this little vacuum cleaner and I picked a restaurant that a friend of mine was the GM over. I would take meetings there. And I would bring that dang on vacuum with me because I knew after about 30 minutes, she's going to want to get up. And her job was to go and vacuum this restaurant. She's not vacuuming a thing. Right. But she had her little vacuum and her job was to vacuum the restaurant. Same thing. Like when I needed to get my hair done or be in these salons, her job was to sweep up the salon floors, no matter how great she did it or not. It was a conversation that I had like, hey, I'm a mom. This has to happen. So, you know, I think sometimes we leverage um, things like our children or whatever else we have going on as an excuse. And I just, I think one thing I'm really proud about, about myself is I've always found a way the child, my child wasn't going to be an excuse. How do I figure it out? How do I make it easier? How many freaking coloring books do I need? What headphones, whatever had to be carried with me, we were getting it done. (laughs) Thank you for being such an easy to work with kid. Cause my daughter ain't got no home training. Well, you know, you're going to say that I only had her for four hours, but Sarai didn't do any of that with me. Like, Sarai was so... I had her for four hours. I only had her for four hours. She's not super... But four hours is all you need. in a meet. Yes, but she's also more comfortable. She was sitting with you, right? How was her continence? Just kind of just chill, just laying there. It's a new environment. With me, she's not doing that ever. Do you know why, though? Because we lit. <laughs> you have you have you have gentle parented your parenting you have created in an environment where you've allowed her mm-hmm. to do certain things and there's no consequence for it and now you're like okay baby i'll be giving her I consequences just, she gets no consequences I mean, shans you I mean, like I took have. a cookie or something from her one time no, like i spanked her little hand and then you felt horrible i did 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I come in here one day and Sarai's all frowny face. Dave's looking sad. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> we both he's like, sad. He's like I had the popper little fingers. And I'm like, okay. Did she get it? <laughs> like, did she get the. Yeah. But no, we just. there. So balance is, a, is not the best word because it's hard, right? Yeah, sure. it's, it's hard. Um, it really is hard. And you're always going to have more attention here than you are going to have there. But there's preparation. That's required. So whether you're a parent or there's something else like going into meetings, I would go into meetings and I would tell people, hey, I'm a mom. Um, I'm a single mom. My daughter has to come with me. Right. I'm building this business. She's well behaved. Does that work for you? That works a whole lot better than just popping up with a kid. Oh, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, and you just you just have to train your kids, yeah. you know, how to how to cooperate. And yeah. there is a way. Look, if y'all want me to start another mommy group. To show y'all how I've been doing this for 21 years, <laughs> I'll do it. That, yeah, that, that that would for sure be needed. Um, I guess the, the question is, like, are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Yes. Because it's going to, like, the word you use is perfect. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice something. And you're going to have to sacrifice all those excuses that you make and um, all of that uh, uh just laziness. I think a lot of it is just laziness. You just don't want to do it. Or you're too emotionally involved and you're not willing to grow. That's it. You go after something and you just, the way you feel, it doesn't feel good. So you make up a bunch of excuses why you don't have to do the thing that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, and I do. operate out of fear. Yeah. Like, you, we just scared of everything. You know, just scared. And you're scared of things that aren't even, like, qualified to be scared about, right? Yeah. We're scared, we're lazy, you lack motivation, and sometimes it's just easier to say, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, There she go. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. 
How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal here I'm, i hear I'm here. i hear her crying <laughs> um, oh we did we are successful now though kind of we did uh bet we did the BET Awards. Yeah, y'all can clap that up. Y'all can clap. Let me tell you what's cool about that. And I think I called you, I, I called you and told you. Uh, Rosina sent me a text message. And she said, yo, remember last year we was at BET? We got in. We had got tickets from somewhere. And it was me, Rosina, uh, Neo. And it was, it was some other people. Forgive me, forgive me if I'm, I'm, I'm missing who you are. But we were in there. And we remember, like, getting in. Neil had knew somebody, and they gave us some seats. We sat down. The people next to us, the person, the attendant, was like, hey, no, y'all got to get up because there's some people who got these seats. And I'm looking like, yo, where's our seats? Do we have, like, specific seats? Neil gave us a hookup. There was a connection. The lady who worked there said, okay, these are your seats. But she also did that with some other people. And those people had to raise on up. And I remember that feeling like it's going to be so embarrassing because the show starts and everything and everybody's there and the attendants, they're walking people down and they're saying, oh, those are your seats. Hey, yo, do y'all got these seats? No, get up. <laughs> and I was like, yo, it was going to be, it's going to be so embarrassing. I'm talking about mid show. Everybody's in their seats. This is a packed place. If that lady comes down and says, y'all three, y'all got to get right. up. <laughs> these are somebody else's seats. My heart is going to drop into my chest. <laughs> and um, I, just, I remember that, like, trying to move and navigate and and kind of kind of act like we belong. And then fast forward 12 months later, we get an email. We belong. We were requested. <laughs> we're requested. Yo, shouts out to whoever made it happen. Yo, we thank you so much. Somebody, they've been watching the show and they say, yo, we want you there. And it was, yo, it wasn't a million podcasters there. It was the big ones. It was like Angela Yee's joint. That I am athlete over there. We were right next they had to Baller um, Alert. Baller Alert. Shape. First of all, they built out a set for us. Uh, they built out a set for all of the 
podcast with that were there. With our own decal. With yeah. our own decal with our on logo. the wall. We wanted to like take it off the wall and bring it home, but it was too big. It was like a whole wall. Um, <laughs> we get there. They've, they've literally rolled out. Like They have a shuttle bus with all the media. We're on the media bus yep. to get there. And we get there. We're setting up. We walk in. And it was more than we thought. Like We just kind of be there, right? Mm-hmm. No... No decals, no nothing, and we're just... I didn't know what to do. Dottie think. was like, okay, what are we going to wear on the red carpet? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I think Dottie thought that we were going to have a mic. And yeah. Like, okay, okay, tell us this about your experience. This is what I thought. <laughs> like, you know, like how you see it on TV. I yeah. thought we would be, like, standing up, like, hey, over here, over here, over here. And uh, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, for sure. It was this. It was this. It was couch, guest, yes. sit there, mic, set up. We in our bag. We in our bag. I mean, David was there Friday. I was there Friday and Saturday. I probably interviewed about at least 75 people, I think. Really? Total, between both days. Oh, wow. How many do you think we did Friday? Maybe about 20. Yeah, Yeah. and it was going so freaking fast. We interviewed more than 20 people, I'm sure, but it was going so fast and just all these conversations. So we get there. And they're giving us our wristbands and, you know, we're walking in and there's just all these like dope pictures on the wall and these people. It's like, oh, my God, look at them over there. That's such and such from such and such radio Mm -hmm. station. Like, this is the vibe. We're the youngest podcast there. Everybody else like in the game, been in the game. They're credentialized, credentialized. Right. We're the youngest podcast there. And um but people were familiar with us. There were yeah. a lot of people who weren't, but there were a lot of people who were familiar with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole time I'm like, we've tried celebrities before. It doesn't really work, you know. But what I've realized that doesn't work is talking to celebrities about their celebrity. Yes. For us, yep. for Social Proof Podcast, because we're an entrepreneurship-based podcast, I realized that talking to celebrities about their celebrity doesn't work for our platform. Also, Talking to celebrities about their celebrities is boring to the celebrity because this is the conversation they're having all the time. You got to think we have there's only it was only six podcasts. Yeah. So us, Baller Alert, Angela, I am athlete behind us was somebody I forgot who was. Mandy, um, horrible decisions. decisions. So it was only six podcasters. Mm -hmm. The rest were like radio shows. So think of the most popular radio station in your city. They were there. We were literally across from Too Short was like right there. What's up, Short? Like second day. Like he kept coming <laughs> back and forth and we're talking and I'm like, what's up, Short? <laughs> you know, I want to be like, you like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because somebody said that, oh yeah, this is Too Short, Joy, and he's going to be here tomorrow. And Dottie, yo, Dottie was in full conversation or something else. And she was like, too short. <laughs> Yo, talk about fanned out for a second. Completely. <laughs> completely fanned out. But they were they were telling us that it was it was previously before like a pandemic, it's all just big radio stations. Yeah. And they're just trying this podcasting thing out. It used to be called Radio Row. Yeah. And now it's called Media House. So I'm in the middle of an interview on the second day, and you know, me me and Reese getting this interview. Now the second day, um, the, the, the artist started to come in much later. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking maybe because of the time zone difference and, you know, they're getting ready for the awards the next day. So we're sitting there a good hour with nobody, right, to talk to. And then suddenly um, the, the, the runners there for BET brings somebody and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we'll do it. I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They're not widely known. We didn't know none of them people. I didn't know none of these people. You hear me? We didn't know none of these yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. 
So I'm sitting here doing this interview with this really, really sweet girl. And I'm thinking, this is cool because today I'm by myself. Let me just warm up, right? And then freaking Master P walks by. And I was like, yes, yeah, so, uh-huh, so tell me more. Master P, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's wrap this yeah, up. So, yeah. Can we hurry up and get this over with? And your girl wanted to have a long, blown-out conversation. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. I know you got to get to all the media. She's like, no, this is so good. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I've got time. Yeah, she's, I'm like, I know there's so much media waiting to have this conversation with you. She's like, no, this is so refreshing. I'm like, it's Master P. <laughs> I just want to go and hug him. Um, and you know, the second day, Master P was only doing one interview. He came over there to do Angela Yee's uh, lip service. Um, but I wanted to meet him and I'm just sitting there melting in my seat as I'm doing this interview because he's leaving. I'm like, I'm a no limit soldier. <laughs> I just wanted to walk up and be like, no limit soldier. <laughs> I'm a no limit soldier. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was cool. You know, we we did it wrong, though. Um, it, and I, I realized a lot. So, you know, our podcast is an hour and a half. We have conversations. We do. Right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize that, yo, these conversations are only supposed to be like five minutes. Five, Three to five minutes. Oh, wow. But you think about a radio a radio host, they have conversations with artists, but that's only four minutes. And then mm-hmm. a song comes on. Right, so they practice punchy, punchy, punchy stuff where I don't think it's about getting to know the person. It's about, okay, this is what's going on. Uh, what's the inspiration for the album? Whatever, right? But we are having conversations about the person. Yeah. Jess Hilarious felt so relieved almost. Yeah. She said, oh my gosh, this this feels so good. Like yeah. y'all not talking about drama and all that. And she, she was so excited that we were able to have a different type of conversation. Yeah. We were only... We were the only business podcast. We were the only entrepreneurship podcast. Entrepreneurship podcast. And so my cousin Candace comes with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I I have Deja and Brianna. And when I realized, first of all, we got booked. When they they reached out a while ago, we had been talking about, yeah, we're supposed to be doing BET. Mm -hmm. But they didn't like go hard with the booking until like Monday. And we had to leave Thursday. So I'm like, and we were going to be gone for five. I was going to be gone for five days. So I'm like, I don't want to take the girls. Let me let me take somebody who would go for fun, right? So I call my cousin Candace, and she's like, yeah. So I'd love to come. And we get there, and so our instruction said that the BET runners, the media house runners, would bring us artists. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they weren't really bringing us, you know, artists mm-hmm. very quickly. So there were moments where we were just sitting there. Candace, my cousin, peeps how things are working, and she's like, Oh, I see this person. I see this person. And she just starts approaching people. She was in her bag. She was in her bag. She just starts. She's like, okay, I see who they're talking to. Because what was happening was the publicists or business managers were coming in the room first to say, okay, I see them here, them here, them here. Who are y'all? And so Candace just leans over and she's like, oh, we're one of the top entrepreneurship and business podcasts in the country. And this is what we're talking about. We're interested in talking to your artists about their history in in entrepreneurship and business. And so people would then start saying... Oh wow! Yeah, we do that. That was the catch to get some of these her, big names her in our seat. And so she starts just going to get all these people. She had. No- 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No fear. Like, none. She starts going to get all these people. She's talking. She's like, yeah, I've got this person coming in. Just hilarious. I made a relationship with her sister, Naya. Um, she's going to be coming over in about seven minutes, you guys. So don't take an interview now because I need that Probably. seat to be clear. Like, she's bossing it around. Like, yeah. she's got experience in this for the last 10 years. Yeah, we were trying to eat lunch. And she's like, like not first right now. Off, yeah. First <laughs> off, I'm not used to people talking to me like this. <laughs> but, I mean, she's like, uh, she's like uh, yo, I, I had my sandwich. About to eat. She said, no, no, no. You can't eat right now. We got somebody coming. Put that down. I'm like, first of all, Candace, you don't know me like that. First off. First, first and foremost. And but, I'm like, but you do know me and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, but I, I can appreciate somebody that is focused on the mission, getting it done. And I'm like, yo, yes, ma'am. Let me put this sandwich up. Then I had to ask her for permission. I said, do you mind? I'm a little hungry. Do you think I can eat now? Do we have some time? She said, Okay, but make it quick. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yo, we woof these cheese steak, these Philly cheese steaks down so right. fast. We're eating thick bread with with cold room temperature meat now oh, and cheese, bro. and we're trying to swallow it down and wash it down with a fresh squeezed juice. Oh man, it was wild. <laughs> but it was it was wild. She shout out to Candace. She really yeah, did her thing it. because. For the first time ever, we were able to just be the talent. Yeah. Like, we didn't know what to yeah. expect. We were able to just be talent. If we had to get up and go and get the talent and come back, you know, Dave's on this side of the room, I'm on that side of the room, it yeah. would, we probably wouldn't have interviewed together. We'd probably sure. just take the seat whenever we could get it. Um, so that was a really big help. And even more so day two, you know, yeah. because I'm like, if, if being totally honest, people walk by who recognize the podcast they absolutely recognize Dave, right? And so I'm like, here I am. I'm going to be here by myself. Social Proof Podcast. You know what? Not one person asked where you were. That was a proud moment for me. Mm, love it. <laughs> Not one person asked. But day one, it was like, yo, Dave, my man, I see what you're doing. I watch every show. And I'm, you can't watch every show. <laughs> you know what I think it is? Because somebody, um, the second day I was talking um, to somebody that we talked to the day before, I think it was Ferrari. And originally he assumed I was your wife. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think that I'm just Dave's plus one. And they don't even they don't even look at me. Like when they have nah, they be looking at you. You are the plug to the celebrities for sure. Cause they don't they ain't worried about no podcast. They ain't worried about me. They be like So in that moment <laughs> They be talking directly to her and I'm like, hey. Hey, I'm over here. No, but but and so but it was the other it was the other podcast platforms and media platforms who were aware. Mm -hmm. But day two, um, we get there and I'm like, they ain't gonna want to just talk to me by myself, you know, without the Dave, the Shans, <laughs> you know, and um 
And it felt really good that nobody said, where's David? I want to talk to David. Nobody said, maybe some people walked by and was like, oh, I don't see David. I'm good. But that didn't happen. (laughs) We had these interviews just rolling and rolling and rolling. And day one, when we were together, people, people complimented us on the conversation and what, what our subject matter was. Speaking of just hilarious, when we closed up her interview, I said, Jess, like, wow, you're really a grown woman because we get the jokester, Jess. We get the drama, Jess. And I said, you're really a grown woman. That girl got up out her seat and she said, Naya, her sister, she said, she said, I'm a grown woman. And then she looked and said, thank you for noticing. Mm. This is what celebrities want to talk about. Jada kiss. So can I talk that? Talk to okay. talk about it. So we day two, Reese. We in this thing. Oh my God. Before I tell this story, I got to say this. Reese, our producer and engineer behind the scenes. Everybody knows we talk about him all the time. He's the king of fluster, right? <laughs> Reese does one job very well. Yeah. But if you're talking to him and he's recording us and you're asking him where something is or you're asking him, he's going to look at you and look straight through you. He's fuming on the inside. He can't handle a whole lot of things happening at once. So I was really, really worried about Reese because he's sitting in the walkway of all of the, you know, entourages. People are knocking the cameras over like stuff is just happening. I'm really worried about him. And suddenly somebody asks Reese, what kind of show is this? Reese turns around. He says, we're, we're one of the number one entrepreneurship and business podcasts in the country. We're looking to talk to celebrities who are interested in talking about the history and business. Reese. I said, Reese. Okay, Reese. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and, you know, because I pick up my phone, like, let me hear what he's going to say over here. Because <laughs> I'm ready to have to talk, have a talk with Reese. Like, Reese, come on. You can't leave us out. Reese probably talked to at least 10 to 15 people and brought them over to the podcast as well. And that's big. Um, Recent humans, he'll be, he'll be, like you get the norm, he he rock with you, but. He's really nice, but Reese is one of those people you got to get to know. Otherwise, it's like, yo, who's that guy? So anyway, I was really proud. So we're breaking up. We're packing down our equipment. Candace had been telling us like for hours, Jadakiss wants to come over here. I talked to Jadakiss's people and they want to bring him over here. So Jada Kiss came over um, and he's like, oh, I got to go do two shorts podcast. So he's doing two shorts podcast. They turn the lights off in the building because everybody's packing mm. up. They turn, they flick them off like they do in the club. Right. And so I'm like, oh, well, there's that. So we start packing our stuff up. So his manager comes over and I'm walking, you know, in the aisle. And I said, can I at least get a drop? Because at this point we've broken the cameras down. And I'm mm. like, can I just get a drop on my cell phone? He's like, yeah, you can get a drop. And so we're standing there waiting on him to finish this interview. And his father comes over and he's like, I've been wanting to do this podcast all day. Really? Yeah. This is his dad because they own a company, a coffee company, Kiss Coffee. He's like, I've been wanting to, I don't want to talk about all that rap stuff. I've been wanting to do this podcast all day. And so I said, we've, we've, we're breaking everything down. They're putting us out. And he said, no, we're doing the podcast. Come on, pops. I said, we're going to sit. I said, we only, I said, Reese, we got one camera still up. Let's get give me a handheld mic and let's get it. So we're on this tiny sofa that was only big enough for me and Dave. Me, Jadakiss, and his father, who are both larger in size, are sitting on this sofa. Like these are big men, right? Jadakiss is short, but his dad is really tall and you know, big man. So we're sitting on this sofa, like kind of squeezed in, and he sits down at first and he doesn't really he doesn't really want to do it. He's ready to go. And he's like, Where am I supposed to, you know, where am I supposed to sit? 
And I'm like, right here, Mr. Kiss. <laughs> and so I end up on the end of the sofa and we're talking about business. And he's getting looser and looser and looser. And I had to say to him at the, like, they're talking about the business. And I said to him at the end, I said, Jada Kiss, um, before you go, I have to say this. The integrity that your team stood on. Because people have been coming by all day saying, we'll be back. I'll bring them back. And then we look up and they've left the building completely. But the integrity that your team stood on to be telling us all day, we're going to get back to you. We're going to get back. And y'all actually came back and we're sitting in the dark. The building is empty. Security is trying to put us out. And you sat down and did this interview. The integrity of your team says a lot about you as a leader. When he got up, he said, yo, this was the best podcast. This was the best interview Period, by far. Wow. People want to talk about everything else that they have going on. Like, don't just see me as a rapper. I'm more than that. See me as this genius mind, this business mind. See my heart. Like, when I complimented the integrity of his team, I saw his heart. Like, I know that your team can't have that kind of integrity with a terrible leader. Yeah. I know that if they have that kind of integrity, they have to have an amazing leader. 100%. So Jadakiss is, you know, um, I believe that he's starting to get, you know, after the versus battle that he did, I think that he's starting to get the, um, the acclaim that yeah. he should have been getting all this time. Yeah. But Jadakiss is a legend and his father was so excited to talk business. 100%. Yeah. It, it was just, it was great. I mean, there are too many dope moments. Yeah. To talk y'all they're gonna see the footage yeah for sure i think it's in we could have easily because we're in bet and it's like kind of artists entertaining we could have changed into like the whole um kind of like the rapper thing we could have fell into the same thing asking the same questions that everybody else asked but uh, i'm proud of us because we stayed on our square after a while the, like the little like sheet of like the stuff that they do, mm-hmm. it didn't even matter because me and care. Donnie, we have we see another human being here. Obviously, you've done something amazing, but we want to we want to get into your brain on how it's possible that you can actually be here and other people know you. Or yeah. we're gonna ask questions about okay, well, what do you do with your money? Yeah, that's a conversation that I'm sure. No one in that building is asking these artists. What are you doing with your money? And we found out. The answer is not much. The answer for a lot of people is not Artists? much. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I got a chance. To, yo, shout out to, I got I to gotta play this little video, man. So, uh, <laughs> y- y'all know who Young Dylan is? Yeah. yeah. You know Young Dylan? I like him a lot. So, we, you did an interview. I know. Yeah. I like him a lot. So, um, <laughs> you said, he's like, you're surprised. Like, yeah, I know him. You, you just did it <laughs> So, we did this interview, and uh, I guess, like, Reese is putting stuff in my stories. My daughter FaceTimes me. No, she called and I missed the call because I'm working. Then she texts and says, hey, what does that say? Dad, call me ASAP. ASAP. With the crying I'm thinking, face. I'm thinking something's wrong. And she says, you interview young Dylan. I said, who? She's like, young Dylan. I was like, oh, the person. And she's just a, like a huge fan, right? So I was looking for him after. I'm like, yo, I need to get a drop or something like that just to say something to her. And uh, they left. So I sent him a DM and I was like, yo, man, super proud of you. Uh, my daughter is a good, a big fan. Her birthday's coming up. I didn't know if you could do a, a, a drop for me. So what happened was he's like, yeah, no problem. Who's on land? This was Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday comes and goes. Sunday morning is actually Corey's party. 
And Sunday comes and goes Monday. He Sunday night, he sends me this video. And I thought it was super cool. Hold on, let me play it real quick. What's up, it's your boy, Young Dylan. I'm in the bed right now because, you know, I got a flight in the morning and I just came from the BET Awards. But I want to say happy birthday to one of my biggest fans, Corey. Thank you so much for supporting me. Happy birthday. And she loved it. And I said, yo, he is a man or a boy or the male of his word. He's a he's a he's yo, a male of his word. So, yo, so respectful. He's a young man of his word. I really want to send him a text like, hey, bro, she's single. <laughs> just just keep the look keep you're, the connection you're brewing. a good brother you feel me like I, I didn't brewing. send no i would have sent a little video of Corey like yo this is my daughter just so you know what's going yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, i i thought that was really really cool we interviewed major we interviewed major y'all know who major is yeah. what's the song this is why you gave away the answer oh, okay, okay. Oh, this, this is why I love you. Get the air. <laughs> yeah. So me and my wife got like married to that song. So um, he actually did a drop. I'm like, baby, I got you a gift, and he's like, he started singing and talking. So it was just, it was just dope. It was I got a to dope interview experience. the new Black Spider Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's super dope, um, and we all like Spidey yeah. fingers. <laughs> but you know, the are we in the entertainment? Are we entertainment? We are this? entertainment. We're media. We're media. We're media. So Candace, back to her real quick. She she would come over because I didn't know any of these people. Like I've some of them, many of them, I heard their music and stuff, but. I, I don't follow a lot of blog sites, but I was telling you, I got to start following these blog mm. sites. Like, if we're going to go into this space, I need to know what's popping, mm. right? I sound so old. Anyway, <laughs> so Candace is coming over, and she's like, this is such and such and such and such. She has this going on with her career right now. Is this, Candace that, and the other. Right now, bag, she's got some drama mean? going on in the media. You probably want to stay away from that piece. And Like, she was, I didn't need the fact sheet. She was telling me, like, I don't know if she knew. She knew a lot of these people, but as she was making the relationships, she was asking their people, and it was better for her to ask their people what she what they what these artists had going on than for us to get them in the seat. Like, so who are you, and what is your significance? Mm-hmm. But was coming over and giving me the quick thirty second spill. It was just it was so it was so dope. Yeah, it, was it was so dope. It was, it was good. We man. got to talk to everybody. You guys know, busted, busted, busted. The challenge. Okay. I did the busted challenge with Erica Banks. I saw you being ghetto. I did, yeah. We had to do it. So it was so fun. If I could do the spider fingers, the spidey fingers, I could do the busted challenge. And I I was so proud that I did it and I could stand up immediately after because you know the knees. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They could go either way sometimes. No, but we we it was it was an incredible We're successful. We're successful. And they said that they're gonna have us back next year. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me tell you where my mind goes too. So there was a um there's a there was like another room and that was like the main stage where they interviewed the celebrities and stuff. And I felt successful that we had a booth. But then I left. I said, yo, we need that other stage. We need the main now, stage. Now what do we have to do to like get that main stage? Yeah. And I'm just going to have to leave my children for months at a time and go build a brand so next year. Mm. I don't know that we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the side stage if that's what it means. <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, we, we, we did. We did. We dig it. We're doing something amazing. And it showed me, too, that you never know who's watching you. Because right. I still don't know who put in that recommendation. Mm. I still don't know who... 
who just decided to say, and maybe it was the person that sent the email. And you know what? I'm going to reply to the lady and say, hey, did you recommend us? Because I guess either you said it or Candace said it or Ernestine said it or something like that, that somebody on the BT staff has been watching us for a while mm-hmm. and they decided to throw our name in the hat. You know, that has ha- that is happening and keeps ha- the same exact thing happened with Essence. Mm-hmm. Like it just happened to be just a women's event. Yeah. But they were like, we've been watching You're the podcast. Speaking of Essence. No, so they actually canceled several of the business and uh, um, financial did conversations. Have did have it. But even arriving at that space when I did the Essence event in Atlanta, um, the young lady who's over their production, she's like, I've been watching y'all's podcast. Y'all are super dope. We had to get you. Donnie, can I please get you on the Essence stage in July? And I'm like, absolutely. But then I, I just found out that they're, they, I think they went with the larger names because they canceled several of the stages um, that they had planned. So larger names. How does that make you feel? What do you mean the larger names? I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool with doing. We're my not time. cool with that. I am cool with we doing need to my go time. Get a larger name. So here's the thing. I am cool with doing my time, but when I hear, of course, they didn't say that. That's how I felt. Like oh, because I still see some flyers that are being put up. Like Milan is speaking, you yeah. know, about business. And when I see that, I'm like, I'll just go get a larger name. Go get a larger name. Like when money is a problem to access certain things, what do we say? Go get some more money. Let's go get some more money. So if the name just has to be bigger, cool. No problem. Yeah. Thank you. I am getting a taste. I'll just go get a larger name. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I hope you all like embody what's happening um, because it's these, it's these small wins that if you get satisfied in a small win, you'd be like, well, I want to be T and you don't even think about the bigger stage. Yeah. But now that we know one exists, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that one's to be, that's mm-hmm. for the taking too. Yeah. Like, oh, they did have, so they didn't cancel everybody. They just canceled me, mm-hmm. for instance. Oh, but I was there mm-hmm. and there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So from 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 this year to next year, mm-hmm. will you be in the same position? Will you be dealing with the same problems? Mm-mm. Will you uh, be on the same level? There are people that are watching. Mm-hmm. I, yo, and keeping it real with you, there are other podcasters and entrepreneurs that I'm watching. That I'm like, yo, they're on a good path right now. But if they stay on that same level for too long, I'm not watching them anymore. We have to keep growing. We, we got to keep, keep pushing. Growing. Not just keep doing the same thing. We got to keep being innovative. We got to keep doing cool stuff. We got to keep like being bigger, right? Yeah. So I'm hopefully you all... Uh, don't mind focusing on impressing the people who are watching you silently. That's that's one of my driving factors. I know it's somebody in these office. In my mind, the people on this wall, they see what's happening. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne knows me. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. And there's some opportunities that he's going to give away, uh, that he's going to give me at some point, but I can't be in this. I can't doing this. I can't be doing the same thing this year as next year. Right. You know what I mean? There, there's somebody with a whole bunch of money that's watching you. Mm-hmm. You got the swag. You got the potential. You got the the innovation. You got the work ethic. From your perspective, it's like man, incremental growth. But somebody's watching, saying, "Yo, I want to pour into that person." Yeah. And you know, I got to shout out uh, the bigger names, um, like Too Short, Angela mm-hmm. Yee. Um, yeah. His name is constantly slipping my mind right next to us. Uh, Ferrari? Ferrari Simmons. Um, These are big names. They're celebrities in their own right. And we were kind of stuck in the middle pocket of all of them. And at some point throughout those two days, 
Everybody checked on us. Oh, bro. Everybody checked on us. We had little lines and stuff of people just sitting there listening. Yes. It, they, they were listening to us. Mm-hmm. Like, literally too short walked over. And I'm like, am I about to interview you? He's like, I'm just coming to say hey. What? <laughs> <laughs> because he was also doing interviewing. So, like, you know, I couldn't. Angela Yee, I wanted to interview her. But she's also doing back-to-back interviews. She wasn't there to be interviewed. They were there to. We did get to the chance to interview. Um, Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. But everybody kept checking on us and it just it said you know ferrari and candace on day two so day two were uh some of the really large celebrities many of who had been nominated for an award that night right and they they're only there to do like one or two interviews and everybody's trying to get that one or two interview ferrari and candace had a pack if I get them, you got them. Uh, so they were going in opposite. Who we want next? Like Ferrari, Ferrari was literally like, "Yo, Donnie, you want this person? All right. If I get them, y'all got them. Right. Yo, let's take them to lunch. Let's it take them so to lunch. lunch. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's how they were getting down, and they they had no reason to. Like, you know, typically the environment that you're in is so fast paced and it's competitive, and everybody wants the big interview, and nobody was nobody was behaving that way. Ferrari was literally like, "If I get them, you got them." Thank you. Angela Yee walked over to Candace and said, hey, are you good? How are you? How are you feeling today? Too Short came over to listen. Like, these are just things that it was it was. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Let's go, social pro. Oh, man. There's there's other stages that we, we're going to get on. We're we're, this year, we're already booked for them. We just hadn't received the emails yet. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And, you know, simultaneously, while we're waiting on. Uh, being invited to these other stages, we're continuing to build our own though. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And I think we, uh, it's not a whole lot of, I know I wasn't nervous. Diana didn't seem nervous as well because we built a platform based on being us and being ourselves. So it wasn't like, yo, we're just doing the same thing we do. It's just, I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, celebrity, whatever, you are a human being that's dealing with some stuff. And back to this, these celebrities, like you could you could tell if somebody if you say, okay, what what are you doing with your money? Like that was one of Donnie's main questions. What are you doing with your money? <laughs> and we hear the the phrase of, you know, we just pour it back into the business and save, which gives us a lot of information. First From an entrepreneur word, perspective. First word out of your mouth was save. Yeah. Hmm. My man Major was like, uh, I be spinning. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I was like, my man. He's like, yo, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get into the financial. And that opened up a space. And we was like, yo, we are gonna, like, we can help you. And we people felt good having yeah. these conversations. So there's this white guy that I interviewed. His name, um, mm, let me get it because I don't want to mess up his I'm name. Texting, I'm what was it? Uh, Jake James? Was it Jake? Jake? Okay. So this white rapper that I, uh, he's also AKA the Wall Street rapper, right? So I got to introduce him to Trap. Wall Street wa- rapper? Yeah, that's not his name, but they call him the Wall Street rapper mm-hmm. because his name is Jake. And they call him that because he is a young guy off of Wall Street. He left his, his Wall Street job was his hustle. And I said to him, like, wow, black men don't ever really get to say something like that. Like, Wall Street job is not the hustle, it's the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But his Wall Street job was the hustle to really allow him the finances to build out his music career. So we're having this dope conversation and he's talking. He was so he's dressed in this T-shirt. So he's got this Ken, you know, the Ken Barbie doll. He's got the Ken doll haircut, the the deep part, the defined part with the slick back. Right. And it's like product in this hair and it's, it's not moving. Right. He's really polished and put together. But then he got on this big baggy T-shirt and these, 
you know, um, oversized pants mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's really who he is. Yo, your man spits bars. You hear Did me? Did he rap on the joint? What? No, I didn't get him to rap on the joint because I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't sure. This is a real stretch. And so I'm trying to find him now. But he um he was talking about his career in Wall Street and how he ended up in music. It is Jake James, how he ended up in music. You would not have ever expected. Let me show you a, how he looks. Hold on. Um, let me get I'm trying to get a close one that will show in the camera. Can they see that? So this is Jake James. Not okay. Really, but. I got to hold on. Let me do this. There he is. This is Jake James. He's going crazy, right? I'm interviewing him, talking to him. We've been DMing back and forth. He was just so grateful for the conversation because what are DMs about? it's DMs about his. Oh, 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 getting to what we were talking about. So I'm telling him he was talking about leveraging. So like, you tell me the DMs or no? <laughs> you can finish the story, but let I'm me see the DMs. Actually. No. So we're talking, we're talking about, um, (laughs) he's talking and he's, he's talking about how he leveraged private investors and equity, you know, investors and, um, venture capitalists to really power his brand. And he knows that space so well. And I said, wow, like if, if most black men who desire to be rappers understood that and had access to that, like so many other people's careers could have gone so easily. Maybe it would prevent us from signing these bad deals out of desperation of having money Mm. if we understood how to leverage real legitimate financing and funding and things like that. He's like, yeah, that's what I do. I teach it. And I say, oh, you do? Is do you have a program where we're teaching? So I'm telling him, like, literally, you should start a program that introduces like if you really want to bridge the gap and you really want to be about hip hop and you really want to contribute to this culture from a business standpoint, contribute the things that you learned on wall street and how we can leverage wall street in the hip hop game. And so we've been going back and forth talking about that. And he seriously wants to have a conversation about how he can do that and, and make that his contribution, you know, one of a piece of his contribution. That's lit. Did you actually go to dinner at all or lunch? No, he's, 20 something years old. Like, no. What that mean? Let me tell you something. <laughs> they was on your girl, all right? They was right? they was on your girl. Hard, heavy. <laughs> but you know, this is this is this is just the life yeah, that I live. Man. You know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Uh I feel really good. You feel good? Yes. BET, we had actual seats. So the seats that you guys had last year, mm-hmm. you were the seat fillers. First off, I want no seat filler. You weren't. So there were ticketed. There were people who were ticketed, who had tickets that if you just showed up early enough, you could come on in, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there are seat fillers. But if you're in somebody's seat, yeah, get up. You got to go ahead and raise up. So this year they did it differently. Um, we walked up and there's a long line of people waiting to get in, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! So the lady sees the tickets in my hand. She's like, Oh no, if you already have tickets, you go in that line. And so we walk around and there's just like a VIP entrance with nobody waiting. And we walk right in and we got floor seats. Mm. We got floor seats. So we're there like 30 minutes early. We're taking all the pictures. Every single celebrity that's walking by has to walk past us. And, you know, Candace is seeing the connections that she made with managers earlier in the day. So people are coming over, you know, and saying, Hey, it was just out at all. No, I mean, but I've never really been a fan out kind of person. Um, I didn't fan out, but I was, I felt very grateful to be in the space. I saw plenty of people, actresses, um, actors who I admire. And it was like, wow, like there's not that much different about us. They're as excited to meet us 
as we are to meet them. The media really controls entertainers careers. Yeah. What we say about them, what we put put out about them controls the thought process of the consumer who's going to support them. So they get really excited as well. Yeah, what do you think we should say right now that we're going to do next year? Um, we're going to be on the main essence stage next year. The main essence stage. Yeah, we're going to be on the main essence stage next year. We'll be back at BET um, next year in a bigger way. I don't, you know, they're, they're still figuring it out, so I don't know what the bigger way is. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. Um, venue will be open. The venue will be open. We're going to do articles and stories about us because we're going to impact the neighborhood. We're going to impact the neighborhood, so we'll be written up in major, you know, publications. Yeah, news for sure. We're going to have news features. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up listening to Greg Street mm-hmm. and Stacey J. And um, Stacey J, I met her at a networking event last night in person. We follow each other. Your girl was so freaking excited to meet me. Really? And I was like, the Stacey J? I don't know how that is, but... She's a radio... She she was a radio personality here in Atlanta. She was, like, producing behind the scenes on, on the, like, uh, top radio shows. Um, and also Greg Street, which is, like, the voice, one For of sure. the voices of Atlanta. And we're on the bus, like, chopping it up, cracking jokes and stuff. Like, when the bus left us the second day, they had to turn around, and Greg was on the bus, and he was like, you was almost about to put them Gucci flip-flops to work, girl. <laughs> but, you know, just being in um, that environment. Stacey J actually took your podcast course. Word? Mm-hmm. Oh, I FaceTimed you yesterday. Oh, that was the lady. That was her. Okay, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you. so okay. she's like, Donnie, you know, I was like... Stacey J, are you serious? Um, because she's huge in media. Yeah. And um, she took your podcast course. She's like, so I'm trying to start at July 15th. So I FaceTimed David and I said, we we got to try her over here. Good. <laughs> um, but I'm going to stay on her to get it done. So we're, we're on BET stage. We're on Essence stage. I really feel like we're going to get invited into Tyler Perry Studios in some 100%. capacity um, over the next 12 months. Yeah. Now, careful, because the last time we made a declaration on camera, it happened. That happened. It happened. Sure. So are you ready for that? Yeah. Are you ready for it? You got to name some easy stuff, though. Mm. What, what you got? Stuff. I don't know. Let's just stick with what we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the one. <laughs> let's stick, let's stick so there. Just mark this episode, y'all, moving forward. Uh, just give us about uh, 12 months 12 of episodes. Months. And you'll hear us singing the same exact tune with bigger stages, exactly what we're saying. So yes, I love yes. this, y'all. Um, okay, we done? We are done. All right, cool. Um, Did y'all have anything? Y'all got anything? Y'all needed y'all anything? Patreon, Question? y'all good? Comment? Y'all all right? Um, in yeah. the meantime, we have a podcast summit coming up. Podcastsummit.com, the premier podcasting summit. And I keep getting calls from mad different people. Shouts out to my man, Gary. I met him a couple years. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Years ago, he got like a million dollar deal with with McDonald's to um, to disseminate through podcasts. Mm-hmm. He's also got multi million dollar deals with other companies. They come to him 
as the gateway to create a program and all that kind of stuff for podcasters. I was talking to him last night. He's like, man, I heard about the podcast summit, man. I think I, I think I could add some real value. I'm saying, yes, you can. There's something, there's things about sponsorships that people just don't understand. He's like, yo, I get it. I'm in, I'm the bridge between the two. So I'm like, yo, you can teach people what they need to do to prepare for sponsorships. Absolutely. So uh, he will be there. Uh, talk to red circle. They're going to be a sponsor. Um, they're going to be talking from a distribution standpoint. Like we know how to, we know how to speak to our audience and we know how to uh, gather a community, but we still need that corporate perspective because mm-hmm. they can see a little bit higher and a little bit further to see what's going on in the, uh, the, the, the podcast space as a whole, mm-hmm. right? We can talk to our local government and see what's going on in politics, right? But if we go to the White House, it's a different ball game. They have a higher level of understanding about certain mm-hmm. things. So uh, we already have the people who are like lit and understand how to grow. But we have the corporate space. So listen, podcastsummit.com. Um, if you want to uh, be involved, if you want a discount, 15% off, use code social proof. You'll get 15% off um, your tickets. So we'll see you in Miami, July 30th and 31st. I'm super excited about that. Yes. Super, super, super um, also, if you are looking to establish and develop yourself as a coach, consultant, or course creator, and you need development from scratch, you're like, look, I have been watching Donnie and Dave for so long, for the last three years mm-hmm. or longer, and I'm trying to build a brand like that where I am able to teach people, connect with people, and add value. Then you need to register for a strategy call. It's completely free with me. And let's talk about whether or not you are a good fit to be a part of my six-figure accelerator program. And you can do that at www.sixfigureedu.com. And also, if you are already in business, but you're struggling to communicate your message via social media, like you take dope pictures, but you don't really know what to say in a way that converts your audience from followers into buyers, you should check out for all my service-based businesses, post to paid. Text the words post to paid to 404-737-2767. Yeah, we have. All I got. Listen, like, subscribe, man. Yo, listen, sharing. First off, listening to the podcast really, really helps us. I mean, even if you like turn it on, you walk away from your computer, just let it play for a little bit. It really, really helps us. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. All these things are free if you're really rocking what we'll be doing. Um, a like, a subscribe, a five-star rating helps more than you know. Okay, yeah. so help your favorite podcast. Uh, continue to grow and we will continue to feed you all as much information as we got. We don't hold anything back. We tell you everything that's going on with us, goods, bads, ups, downs, all the stuff we got going on. Uh, So we are going to continue to be super transparent and bring you all along this journey with us. Okay. We love you. We are out. Peace.